You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but for many, it is merely fiction. Join our conversations as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about our show or to contact us directly, visit our website, betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. And listener, you have joined us for episode 153 of this podcast as we continue in yet another 30 minutes discussing the grand narrative of the Bible. But you know who has not joined us today? And that's our uh, our second our second contributor, Matt. Matt Powell. Yeah. Matt Powell, he's not here. I don't what, what's he doing, Nathan? So Matt, um, number one, happy new year, everybody. That's right. This is our the first far flung year. This of is being yeah. This is being recorded in 2023, but it will air on January 2nd of 2024, Lord willing. Um, but Matt, uh, this semester is going back to start a doctorate, uh, and so Matt had to tuck away for a few weeks of intensive reading, and then has to go up to uh, Louisville. Uh, to attend a, uh, I can't know, I don't know if it's one week or two weeks in person uh, of seminar that he has uh, relative to this class, but it's a it's a seminar on ethics, and he was kind enough to like share, Nathan, here's some cool books you could read so you can be more ethical with me. Um, <laughs> so I, listeners, you will notice that I'm becoming far more ethical over the next few months as the podcast progress. Wow. Uh, thanks to my friend, Matt Powell. It's kind of like on Sunday morning where a guy hands you a, a breath mint and you don't really know what that means. I know, like, what it, like, I know what it means. It means I brush yeah, my well, teeth so, before I drink my Sunday morning coffee. <laughs> so what what does it mean when your friend gives you books on ethics and it's like, hey, you need to read this? That's it. Yeah. it's it's <laughs> What's the old saying? Uh, most gifts involve a commentary. Um, mm. So. Well, I mean, speaking of ethics. Uh, we might we'll be getting into that. Uh, let's talk we about are advancing. Yeah, let's talk about these patriarchal the families. Uh huh. And uh, some things may happen that you have may have seen before. I tell you what, Nathan, we're gonna be we're we'll, we're gonna do what thirty one through thirty five. Is that right? Yes, we are going to wrap up, uh, y'all. Since Matt is not with us, I, I tell people all the time if the podcast is moving too slow, and you have to realize Matt is my best friend. Matt's a great guy. No one thinks more highly of Matt than I do, except maybe Andrea Powell. Um, maybe. But all that being said, anytime I see people who listen to the podcast in a dedicated way, I tell them, if the podcast is not moving as fast as you would like it to move, blame Matt. Um, because <laughs> Matt is definitely, let's hold up and do one more episode here guy, in addition to being scandalous topics guy. Um, so we're going to, you know, in the, t in the one or two episodes that we do without Matt, we're going to try to like advance the story by five chapters. <laughs> we're just going to speed run this thing. When, when, when Matt comes back, we're going to be like, we're going to be in, in chapter 31. Welcome to Leviticus, Matt. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we are, uh, we are, <laughs> it's, it's funny because it's kind of true. Um, so we're going to wrap up 29 in today's episode and then. Uh, in next week's episode, we'll get into chapter thirty. Uh, but this is all, all right. this is all an extended thing, right? This is this is all uh, Jacob's uh, trip to Padanaram to cut to procure a wife and to come back to the promised land with with a family, hopefully. Mm -hmm. So, 
Oh, well, well, I mean, he he's definitely accomplished both of those things by the end of time, by the end of this chapter. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'll read. Um, this is Genesis twenty nine thirty one through thirty five. As always, from the ESV. When the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren, and Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Reuben, for she said, Because the Lord has looked upon my affliction, for now my husband will love me. She conceived again and bore a son and said, Because the Lord has heard that I am hated, he has given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. Again she conceived and bore a son and said, Now this time my husband will be attached to me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore his name was called Levi. And she conceived again and bore a son and said, This time I will praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah. Then she ceased bearing. All right, very good. So Gandalf, um, you are the everyman, even though you're the most broadly learned person on the show. Um, you are the everyman. You keep, say, you keep saying that. That's your man. If if people only knew the breadth of discussions that came from our sole producer when we are not recording, uh, uh, it leaves Matt and I just in awe. Uh, and I'm like, man, I wasted a lot of time in traditional education. <laughs> um, I'm not, that is not my sentiment about, it. I'm so grateful for seminary and I have, I had wonderful mentors and professors. So that was tongue in cheek. Um, but you're the everyman perspective. Um, we're all learning to read the Bible, hopefully better, more sense, uh, you know, sensitively and sensibly, uh, through this project. Is there anything that just jumped off the page to you as you were reading that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I see shadows of, a similar situation of, you know, a wife being barren and the Lord seeing somebody who's being wow. afflicted. Great catch. Great catch. Um, and by the way, um, one of the words, and I'm not going to camp on this, one of the words that uh, stood out to me is, um, you know, this is a continuation of the Jacob and Esau story. And we always think of that famous verse, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Yeah. And what's, what do you get straight out of the gate when Leah, uh, when you have a Leah story within the Jacob and Esau story, Leah is the oldest. And yet does she feel loved? No, she was hated. She's hated. Rachel is loved. So it's, it's, we talked about this a little bit last time. The sister story is very much tapping into the brother story. Um, and it is uh, not lost on me that the Lord sees the one with weak eyes. That's beautiful. Okay, so I want to go back to where you were going. Then you said this is tapping you into another story. What story does it tap it? What story does I'm it tap think, you into? I'm thinking of Abraham, Sarah, and Hagar. Yes, because this is that story on steroids, right? Yeah, it's, and, it's and, a doubling down, as we'll see. Yeah, instead of having one wife to procure one heir. Jacob ends up with two wives and they have uh, between them and their handmaids will have 12 heirs, 12 tribes. Um, why, why is the Hagar story interested? Uh, interesting, both in its similarity and its differences. You hit on, you hit on the similarity. Uh, Hagar, Hagar is sent away, right? She is put literally and figuratively out of sight. And yet yes. while Hagar is in the wilderness by herself, 
She is the first person in Scripture to give God a name. And the name she gives God is what? Um, remind me. El El Roe, the God who sees That's me. That's right. Remember, she That's has. Right. Uh, remember at the well, Bier Lahai Roe, well of the living one who sees me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here is uh, fast forward two generations. Now it's Jacob. Jacob wanted to marry Rachel, right? This is this is the um, this is the, the bone and flesh, right? Uh, this is this is this is the beloved wife. What made Rachel more appealing to Jacob? She was beautiful, right? Leah right. is described as weak eyes. And so Jacob didn't really want to see her. And yet the wife he doesn't want to see as much is nonetheless seen by God. Um, he I, talked about the, dif- the differences between this and Hagar. In this one, the, the afflicted woman, she's, she sticks around. That's it. Hagar and Ishmael. And I do think that's interesting. Hagar and Ishmael are ultimately sent away, and God provides for them. Right? He makes he makes uh, Ishmael the the head of a uh, of a princely line. Twelve princes come from Ishmael. Um, in this story, Leah and her sons are not sent away, and her four her four sons go on to be the four four heads of the tribes of Israel. Israel. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, so this story is very much connected to that. I also would want to connect it to, um, all through the patriarchal stories, you see the opening and closing of wombs. So we're, we're tied to that, yeah. but go back to this word open, uh, there in 31, uh, Pakak, uh, uh, Patak. Um, do you remember the first time we saw that biblically speaking? Um, was it when Eve gave birth? Even before then. Even before then. Genesis 3. Mm. God knows that if you eat this fruit, your eyes will be... Opened. Patak. And then they ate the fruit, and their eyes were patak. So it's interesting. Patak can be used of... It's it's used in those interesting situations um, a lot of times. Uh, So it's, it's literal. God is opening a womb. She has kids. But there's also a figurative component here um uh, that that's highlighting hey there's there's more there's more going on than just an opening of uh the womb this is this is sometimes men open things that should be closed right we've talked about all the cross barriers um sometimes god open opens things that humans would not have opened on themselves jacob came here mm. for rachel and he would be he would be very content if his sons came from her <laughs> but god is nevertheless opening the womb of leah and four of the tribes of Israel are going to come from her sons. I think that that's that's interesting to me because I think that's the opening here is 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 kind of like a bookend on this mini passage 31 through 35 because how will the passage end? After the fourth child, then she ceased bearing. What's happening? That's right. God is God is closing something, right? Yeah. Um it was it was opened by him and he closes it. Yeah. So you see how this is tied, and we talk about all this all the time. You see how this is tied to uh, where we've already been, and I would also argue to where we're going. So let's look at these four kids that she has. The first time, uh, it says Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Reuben. Um, Gandalf, you you were uh, we were talking earlier, and you had your study Bible open. You said your study Bible had a note for the meaning of Reuben's name. 
Yes, it says that it says that it means either look a son or the Lord has looked upon my affliction. Yeah, it's kind of lexically ambiguous and, and sources are divided on uh, what that is. What, why would if it's look a son, why would that be important? Who can OK? Yay, Leah had a kid. What's who's she who's she trying to impress? She's trying to impress her husband, Jacob. Yeah, because what is she bringing to the table with Reuben's birth that Rachel's not bringing to the table? Uh, an heir. A yeah. Son. And and the next generation doesn't care who the patriarch's favorite wife was. They care who their mama was. <laughs> mm. uh, so the way to, the, in other words, regardless who locks down their stake, uh, uh, status with Jacob, uh, the way to lock down your status in the family tree is to be the mother of the important guys. Uh, does that make sense? And so, yes, absolutely. Th- uh, this is, this is setting something up. And by the way, you will see as we move into 30, uh, the jealousy, uh, struggle, just like we've seen between so many brothers, you'll see the jealousy motif. Uh, rear its head between um, Rachel and Leah as well. Um, the other possibility, if it's not behold a son, then you said it's tied to what? It uh, The Lord has looked upon my affliction. All right. I, Which I, either way, they, <laughs> they've got the look thing down. Yeah, that's it. Look Again, and looking is a key way of phrasing all of this for the one who is described as being what? Weak-eyed. Weak-eyed. Yeah. The irony is so thick and so intentional. Um, Think about that word affliction. Pretend we're not reading Genesis. You're just reading the Bible from start to finish, and you have to think of the big, first big story that is all about someone being afflicted. Does anything come to mind for you? I guess the first thing that I'm thinking of affliction is, I guess, the curse of sin, the curse that God gives them. I don't know if that's where you're going, but that's where my mind goes. Okay, that's, that's fair. Let me give you a hint. Often in Genesis, we've said that the very first audience of Genesis was hearing or reading Genesis as they were living the Exodus. Exodus. Does that word affliction land differently now? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, The word affliction here is the very same word that we will see in Genesis 3 and 4 to God hearing and remembering the affliction of his people. Um, uh, in, in Exodus, God hears affliction and takes action and takes them out of Egypt. By the way, uh, importantly, that's the first Exodus four is the first place in scripture where God refers to Israel as a nation as his firstborn son. How interesting back in Genesis that, uh, the same word gets used with the firstborn son of Jacob, whose name is later changed to Israel. So, yeah, for us, for us in our Western eyes, just a teeny tiny little few verses on genealogy for them. This is setting up big stuff. Yeah. Um, so I like um, I, I like how this clearly didn't work because she has to do this three more times. Right. Like it's like clear, clearly Ruben wasn't impressing. Jacob, yeah, Le- because she also does it again with Simeon Le- uh, again I, with Levi. Leah reads to me less like an oldest child and more like a middle child. <laughs> uh, I, I did this too. Do you, do you know that? Um, Love me, that affirm scene? me. You know that scene from a from a B movie where the where the B is like hitting himself on the window over and over, and he just every time he says this time, this time, this time. <laughs> 
Uh, if at first you don't succeed, try, try. In Leah's case, try again. Four kids. Um, so yeah. So again, that does not seem to get her the result that she hopes for. So she conceives again and bears the sons. And, uh, this one, because the Lord has heard that I am hated, he has given me this son also. So she names the second one. What? Simeon. Simeon for he has heard heard. Yeah. Uh, the word heard, uh, sounds like a passive part of, uh, I mean, the passive participle for herd sounds like the name Simeon. Does this one work? Nope. All right. Um, so let's talk about some number three. And again, she conceived and bore a son. Now this time, my husband will be attached to me because I have borne him three sons. Why would a third son be significant, by the way? Uh, I'm not sure. Why? I mean, clearly, clearly, it's not working the first two times. I'm not how, sure why the third. How many be sons? Different. How many sons did Sarah give to Abraham? Oh, uh, just one, Isaac. Mm. How many sons did Rebecca give to Isaac? Two, two. With a third son, who is the most fertile wife that a patriarch has ever had in the Bible? She, she's at the top of the leaderboard. Ding, ding, ding. This is the one for Leah that puts her over weak eyes and a strong womb, right? Uh, uh, this is the one that puts her at the top of the leaderboard. What is this son named? Levi. Levi. And I want to come back to that. So listener, if you're, if you're the listener who checks out at 20 minutes, stay with me today or you're going to miss important stuff. <laughs> uh, Levi. Um, and Levi, again, all of these have involved wordplay. Uh, Levi sounds like the Hebrew for attached to me, lava, um, attached to lava, Levi. Um, this is the third son and it's the last time that what seems to be the motivation for her having a kid. This is, this is the last time that Jacob is the, is the primary goal here. Yeah. And it never says, by the way, it never says that she got the affirmation she sought, Nope. but does she stop there? Nope. She conceives one more time and she bears a fourth son. And this, this fourth son, um, what's his name? Judah. Judah. Uh, and by the way, Judah from, uh, Judah is a rallying bonding point for both Matt and myself. Uh, Judah's first son and my first son both have this name. Uh, uh, Matt's Judah is in heaven. And, uh, my, my Judah is, um, at the time this is airing, has just turned uh, 12 years old a few days ago. Um, nice. And so, yeah, we need to set up the bar mitzvah, don't we? <laughs> um, what's different about Judah's birth than the, the previous three, Gandalf? You, she, you, you, she, yeah. she gives the praise to, to God. It's not about Jacob anymore. Yeah, it's, it's not about Jacob's attention. It's about adoration for God. Uh, in fact, the word Judah sounds like the Hebrew word for praise um that's huge so let's let's put this in perspective leah is not the beloved wife right that's right but she contributes four major figures to the line of israel four tribes will come from her first four born uh children um two of those tribes have increased significance and i would say it's the last two um, 
What's significant about the tribe of Levi? Um, that's the Levites, right? Levites, yeah. And they go on to be the what? The priestly figures? The priests. That's Can, right. Yeah, let's not go far too forward. Can you think of some important people that come from uh, the Levites in, in Israel's near history? Um, yeah, I mean, the people reading this will know it. Will know him, right? We're talking about Moses's brother. Yeah, Aaron. Uh, Aaron. Aaron is Israel's first high priest, and he comes from the tribe of Levi. Who's Aaron's brother? Who's writing this stuff? Moses. Moses. And if 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 Aaron's from the line of Levi, then guess who else is from the line of Levi? Moses. Moses. All right. If you're back in Rachel and Leah's day, is Leah's place at the table cemented in real time? No. That's why she that's why she keeps having kids, right? Mm-hmm. Is Moses' place at the table up for questioning? No. No. Um it, God works a pretty redemptive arc in the long run. Um uh Leah does not seem like the beloved wife in the moment, but from her come figures in Old Testament history who are, who are just so so uh so important, right? So weighty. Yes. Um I, I just I just love the way that you see that. Um um in other words, not, Jake, Jacob only... Jacob may have never attached to Leah but God certainly didn't overlook her. God sees her. God establishes her uh, and her offspring. Well, I mean, uh, she also gets Judah. I can think of a uh, ding, uh, maybe a few people that ding, come from ding, that. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's keep it uh, just immediately Old Testament. Old Testament, who comes from Judah? The kings. Yeah, the line of kings. By, by the way, since we're talking about kings, who's Jacob's favored wife? Rachel. And her second son? I don't know, Nathan. I haven't gotten that far yet. Benjamin. <laughs> uh, oh, touche. You've read it before, but touche. Um, and, and Judges, which tribe is almost, almost wiped out for its sinfulness? You guessed it, Benjamin. Mm. Um, when the, when the, uh, Israel settles in the land and the kingship is set up, who's Israel's first king that does not work out so well? It's not from Judah. He's from Benjamin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, uh, I don't want to sh- uh, give Benjamin too hard of a time. Eventually, the Apostle Paul comes from that tribe. Um, but all, all this to say, like, the story that's being told in the moment doesn't guarantee the status that you'll have generations to come. Um, a yes. lot of good thing. Leah never gets fully looked at. She doesn't have the strong eyes, but she does not get looked over by God. He takes very good care of her and her posterity. Priests and kings come from this lady. That's huge. By the way, we're not too far from Christmas. What two tribes are most prominently there in the line of Christ? Judah. Well, certainly. And certainly Judah. And Mary's mother's side, Levi. (laughs) Mm. Um, So you don't have to have strong eyes for God to give you a good, solid look and take care of you and look after Mm. you. You know who's really one in all this? Right, like the it's Laban, right? He's the one who's really <laughs> made out like a bandit here. His, his <laughs> Every time Leah has another son, he's just like, "Yeah, my my slice of the blessing's getting bigger." That story is not yet resolved either. So, 
Um, so stay tuned on that. But I just, I just think that's so, um, I think that's so interesting that God looks after the wife who is easily looked over. Um, uh, anyway, I think that's, that's fascinating to me. I thought it would be a, a fun little dive for our, our audience today. Happy new Indeed. year, everyone. Happy new year. And you know what else is fascinating? The number of listeners who manually search for the podcast every single week, that means that they're pulling their phone out, typing in Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast into their podcast app of choice, and then listening to us, when instead they could be subscribed. They have to look us up. They have to look us up. And if they would just subscribe, we could look after them. Mm -hmm. Very Genesis 29. they're using their strong eyes to have to look through all of the search results. There it is. But if only you would subscribe, even the weak-eyed among you could be blessed. Um, not once, not twice, not three times, but even four times. Actually, it's every Tuesday morning. We have another episode out, barring our recent break. But if you would just subscribe, you'll get a notification. And not only that, but you will, will be telling the algorithm and others that you believe that this is worthwhile content. So do that if you believe that is true. And we'll be back next Tuesday, whether with Matt or another Nathan and Gandalf episode, I'm not sure, but we will be back next Tuesday. Until then, you have a great week. Shalom. Can I say that when you said not once, not twice, uh, I thought you were setting up the Commodore song three times, lady. <laughs> I don't Once, know that song, so no, twice, I was <laughs> three times a lady. Okay, <laughs> but that wouldn't have made. I know you could have used that as in matter, though. I don't, you know, maybe you still do. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe the title becomes four times a lady. <laughs>